0: And welcome to the fourteenth episode of Keen Minds. I am Jen, A.K.A. Takata Cycle,
1: and I am Tessa of Criminal, criminally sane.
0: And today we are focusing on. Uh, we're starting in on the task force and their their evolution with the Keens, with Tom and Liz. We're starting in with the Boy Scout himself, Donald Wrestler, who is consistently one of my favorites of the show. I, I flop back and forth between he and Red as my second favorite in the show, but I do have a very soft spot for wrestler, which was very hard earned, I'll have to admit. I, was, I had no soft spot for him at the very beginning, but he's really grown on me as he's grown as a character, and I am very much a wrestler fan now.
1: I tend to have a more critical uh, look of wrestler, however, I like him. And if this were a different show, probably wrestler would be my absolute hero. But, you know, he's, I'm a, I'm a red, what can I say? Um, it doesn't come any darker gray than me. So I love, um, I I am very intrigued by the character of wrestler because he's absolutely essential for the show.
0: He is. And he's, I feel like his growth comes in sort of an odd format, and you've talked about it quite a bit, Tessa, where he rubber bands badly, Mm -hmm. where you see him grow, 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 expand, he pushes his limits, and then all of a sudden he's snapping back, and we see that again and again throughout the show, and he's getting better, he is learning on certain things, he's expanding in certain things. There are huge moments in his life where he has to make those decisions. Sometimes that he does it correctly, sometimes he doesn't. But either way, Wrestler has always been a very interesting character.
1: Yeah, I think that that the most interesting thing about Wrestler is that he is he's really motivated by this momentous event in his life when his father was murdered by a corrupt partner. And it's amazing how that narrative came to thoroughly define somebody and give him this view of of I gotta adhere to the to the light, to the rules, to what is correct, what must be done, and have a, a natural distrust of everything gray, everything that is nuanced, he takes such refuge in the rules. And, and he is, you know, it's a very necessary thing. You couldn't have a world in which everybody would be uh, a gray character. That would be basically chaos. The law and order, it's black and white. And, you know, it's this is, this is correct, this is not correct. And in that sense, if you didn't have wrestler to counteract red, it, it will all go, you know, pretty bad into hell life
0: yeah absolutely and it was it was interesting in season three when he came up and talked about Tommy Markin and everything that had happened I remember making a gif of that that comment that he made when he was explaining Tommy Markin I said this explains everything like I had already l- decided I liked wrestler by that point but it for me he really clicked there it's Everything that I didn't like about him in season one made so much more sense to me, and that's how the blacklist really is: is that even if you make a a judgment on a character, you get more information later on that you have to kind of reevaluate. I know that with redemption coming up, uh, I've, I've had several people ask me, you know, well, what do you think about Solomon? This man threatened a child. He did this. He did that. Do you think he can be redeemed? I said. I know if I was the writer, I have no way to redeem him and my, you know, my brain will not stretch that far for him. I said, but the blacklist writers have surprised me so many times with so many things that they knew were coming. But when they come, they, they just come out of nowhere for me personally. Mm. And so, and I feel like that's when things start falling in and making more sense, they happened with Tom. They're happening with Liz as we find out more about her history. Definitely happening with Red right now as we learn more about Katerina, and they happened with Wrestler and probably will continue happening as we learn more about him. But Tommy Markin for him for me, put Wrestler very much in a view of this is why he has so much trouble trusting. Yeah, and
1: and not only that, it was he also has um, you know it's funny because I. The, the, there is a lot of times when the instance of wrestler have been um, noted uh, most of the time on a negative connotation, but it is truly not like that. He truly has a much better um, sense of 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 what something is not completely right that we give him credit for. I mean, he knew that Liz, he distrusted Liz. And with reason, because the Liz that was presented at the beginning, that little misdo good that was by the rules, that was that was an act. And he called it. He's got good gut instincts. Yeah. And he had the same thing with, with Tom. I don't think that he knew what it was wrong about him, but he felt something was wrong.
0: And so, starting at the beginning, something interesting that I that I've noticed over time when you look at wrestler and the through the scope of the Keens together and and separately, he starts out with Liz as you just said, very distrusting, very questioning. I mean, it takes him several episodes to get to a point where, I mean, the Stewmaker is the first episode where he's really nice at all to her. They they have that when he goes in and, and helps rescue her and they have that hug when he gives her the you know, the the blanket there. But even after that he's still questioning her, he's still not trusting her. He's still going to Cooper and going, She put her gun down. Yeah. You know, it's a pretty tattletale sort of I mean, and I know it's not, I know it's higher stakes than that, but that's kind of how it came off, you know, that you know, it's mm. here are the rules. There's no room to move with the rules. You, even though the situation was, you know, a very tense situation, you didn't obey the rules. So I'm gonna go tell our superior on you. It was, it was yeah. kind of how it came across, and I, that distrust of of Liz, I think, almost had to start out that way for them to build the kind of partnership that they have, and and even that they that got them through everything in 3A and I I know a lot of people were upset in season 3 with how Aram was pushed as her good friend and such but I, I do think there's a very deep friendship between Liz and Wrestler that's formed over three and a half seasons
1: I think so and I think um, you know I've never been of the opinion that there was anything romantic there I know that you for a while thought about that. I gotta be honest, I never saw that. I saw him um, maybe learning to understand her a little bit. And certainly Liz was very, Liz showed him affection and understanding and the same forgiving nature that she has. When he started with the pill addiction. And I know a lot of people hated the pill addiction. I actually liked it. It made sense. It's a common thing. It happens a lot. You know, you are in pain, you're taking sleeping pills, you're taking um, um, pain pills, and it is so easy to get addicted. I-, I like that. And she showed him compassion. And I think that wrestler hasn't had much compassion in his life.
0: I think that's probably very true, and it's also the fact that Ress doesn't – he doesn't handle his emotions very well, and he, he told Samar when after Samar lost her brother again, uh, he said, you know, right after Audrey died, he was at the office the very next day, and that explains so much about why he went to the pills. They were how he pushed down both physical and yeah, both physical and emotional pain. He doesn't like to deal with that. He doesn't like to dive into it. And that's one reason that he likes to lean so hard on those rules is because those are structured. Emotions are messy. They they don't always react the way you expect them to. They don't always make sense. And they're just messy, while rules are very black and white. And I think he likes that structure. He prefers that structure because he feels like he can control the situation better. Not in a bad way. I'm not... Feel like that always comes across when I when I call the characters controlling, but they live in this world, this heightened reality where that control is ne- is a necessity. Yeah. Know, he, he needs control over the situation, or else he could get him, himself or his partner shot and killed.
1: And I think that rest, that wrestler was one that had very strong suspicions from the moment that Red surrendered that Liz was uh, Red's daughter. I think that nothing. He, there is there is a few things there um when they're looking at it and and he he misunderstands the criminal father and thinks he's Sam which makes no sense whatsoever but then you can see him like he, he's starting to to get a little suspicious there and you see how Liz turns and say what five years got you what and you know push back hard on him and effectively shut him up um, there was not much he could say about that. But I think that that for wrestler, that that defining obsession with wrestler with Red was really about getting the guy who killed his father. To him, to me, Red became this officer who he was. You know, it's it's like a hidden father. He's an intelligence officer turned traitor. And there is no worse than that for for wrestler. And he tries, he's getting trying to get him. He has an opportunity to take him down, and he misses. I don't think wrestler missed. I think he was not about to do against the rules in that assassination attempt in, in Brussels. So when they come and they and and Brett surrenders, doesn't ask for him that's such an insult and then you see that first scene with with, uh, with we have cooper you have liz you have uh red teaching them to to think and you think that how wrestler is like this is nonsense i'm not even listening to this and there is a very interesting uh, dynamic in that very first episode to me the very much defining of who red is, who wrestler is, who liz is. Liz is starting to think like red and Cooper is Cooper is really entertained by all this. And wrestler is like this is nonsense. That's not how we solve crimes. And when they get the guy, he's still suspicious of red. And I think that that is a very Interesting thing and, and, and very smart thing of, of wrestler. He always distrusts red He always knows red had something up his sleeve
0: Well, it's uh, even in season four right after they they uh, Was it they called him the Coroner, I think um, Was it the Coroner? is that what they called him?
1: The yes, the that, cor-
0: yeah. <clears throat> yeah With the Coroner, that you know, he comes in and he was very reminiscent of season one Or he started fussing at red and saying you weren't even after this guy you were after you were after this other name. You used us, and Red said, "Yeah, but you've got this guy. You've got all the names he has. It's win-win." And Wrestler's going, "No, I will find. You know, I will track you down. I will find everything out. I will not let this slide." It was very reminiscent of season mm-hmm. one, Red and Wrestler, and it was it was kind of nice to see. I mean, I I'm not one of those people. that's like, oh, such and such season was the best. We need to go back to that because these characters have evolved. They've moved forward. You don't mm-hmm. ever want to go back. Well, well, there are some things that you might be nostalgic for from a pilot episode or his first season of a TV show. I, I don't think you ever want characters to fully go back to where they were in the pilot because that would mean they've mm. so far.
1: No, and and, and Wrestler has advanced and grow, grown quite a bit. I mean, the Wrestler of Season 1 was... You could see why he never caught Red. He never caught Red because he can't think like Red.
0: He can't he... think outside the box.
1: Yeah. And and the wrestler of season 4, it's it's a is a man who had understood that the world is not black and white, that there is a silver lining in everything bad, and that you can you can uh get good things from a criminal and maybe it's it's okay.
0: Well, I think Audrey really threw him for a loop because he told Jonica uh, when when he was standing over him telling uh, telling Jonica, you know to to basically commit some poku. Um, he said, you know, Reddington brought Audrey back into my life. The man I hate brought the woman I love back into my life, and then my best friend took her away. His world was so flipped over on its axis in which the good came from red and the bad came from from someone he trusted
1: again a a a crooked cop
0: yeah another crooked cop but it just i feel like there have been little things like that have continued to push him further and further and further to the outskirts of his you know black and white sort of outlook he still wants to do that he still you know would like to be that way but He's learned too much over these last three and a half seasons to ever go back to that fully, because he understands that sometimes you need to give to get.
1: Yes, and and that is that is a concept that was very foreign to him, and 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 the rubber banding, especially in season three, and and you understand why season three got into into that aspect of of wrestler of the rubber banding like you know oh we got to go after Liz we got to go after Liz and there is something interesting in that um book i haven't read it all the way again but he talks about being weak and and he has to follow the rules not be weak and he he's trying to get Liz and at times he seems angry at Liz and at times he seems like he wants to protect Liz and i think this all it wasn't at the time, I thought, "Oh my God, they don't know what they're doing with him." But after a while, I think that they are. It was a it was rubber banding. He was he was trying trying to protect her, and then no, she's a backup. Bang, well, man.
0: Y- you and I view that that time period a little bit differently. I I come at it from the point that I think Wrestler thought he was protecting her by bringing her in. If he could just bring her in, if he could just get her out, get her away from the soul the sole influence of Reddington get her out of the situation get her into the back into the system that he trusts then because he knows that she is not a terrorist truth will prevail basically and and he had all the faith in the world in that and he believed that he could protect her best by being right there and walking the right path while he what he didn't understand was that the path that he thought was the right path was so far corrupted by the people on the inside, way up the food chain, mm. that the what he was seeing as the black and white path was really deep in the gray by that point. And he just didn't realize it. And I I think, once again, that's another point on the on the journey that when he found out that Hitchens...
1: Hitchens was a... a-
0: Oh, and that's going to yeah. come back around. I'm going to love it when it comes. He just, every time he can, she just, she just gets under his skin to the point that I don't think he can stop himself. He just needs to tell her he's going to take her down. Even when it's like, wrestler, sweetheart, stop. She knows. Don't antagonize the person unless you have the, the information to take her down.
1: You know? Well, wrestler is a very impulsive character. Yes is see I never saw in 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 the in the chasing of Liz because Ressa had distrust of Liz distrust of Liz and then started to trust her she was doing good work you know you could see that she was she was advancing, and he thought, oh, I i got her under my wing. I will get her to be a person by the rules. And meanwhile, he knows that she's not. She's doing all these things with Tom. She's looking for the evidence. She's doing all these things. And then she turns around and murders the attorney general after he let her go.
0: I think he felt very personally responsible for that because he let her go. And, I mean, if she had just run, it would have been one thing. But she turns around and murders him. And cold mm-hmm. blood. I mean, the man wasn't armed, it, regardless. Well, well, not not he was not armed, armed with a gun. Yeah, he, he was armed with the law. He was not physically armed, but and I think Wrestler felt very responsible, and I think that's one of the reasons he was so he pushed so hard at that point because he he felt like he was, he was making he was making amends for what he had done wrong as well. I, I mean kind of like we've talked about with so many things with Red, with Tom, with Liz, that you don't have a flat reaction with any of these characters to things that are going on. They're deeply layered. They're very confused. Not not confused. Um, They're very conflicted. conflicted. It's because they're human. These writers have not given us flat characters that have cookie-cutter reactions to things. You know, where where a novice writer might come in and say, oh, well, you know, here is the single reason that Wrestler went after Liz. Well, that may be a major point, but these writers are giving us multiple layers of what's happening because he's human. He has a lot of conflicting emotions. There's a situation of Liz that's going on. There's a situation of Reddington. Everything in the past with Reddington, both what we've seen on screen and what we haven't out in the five years he was chasing him with Jonica and the rest of them. Mm-hmm. There are so many facts and and histories going into that, you know, whatever you're you're focused on, whether it's the chase of Liz or if it's something else, they're layered characters. There are multiple reasons why they do what they do and react mm-hmm. the way they do. And the writers are very good about even if you can't see it in the moment, you it, get you back will to eventually it. you get yeah. back to it. And yeah. just I, like I, just like when he said this is what happened to my father this it just it clicked the light bulb goes on you go i did ah, it now and you reevaluate
1: yeah and and i think that that for him in my view for him liz became the um, even more than red i mean liz had been a cop turned bad murdering people and i i think that even if at times he remember that it was you know that liz was a good person i think at some points she he just couldn't get away from she's a dirty cop with now with the dirtiest of them all Reddington and they just took advantage of me it's like my father yeah. was murdered again and again and again
0: you have to wonder if it went through his head you know after he let her go and this came out that she had murdered uh, Tom Connolly. had she planned that when, when I let her go, was, was she planning this? Was this something in the works? Was this something she and Red had said? He had no idea about Cooper at that point. He had no idea what was going on. That she'd, she, He had no idea that she was going to run. I mean, because an hour before she murdered Connolly, she was ready to hightail it out of there. Mm-hmm. You know, hop on Tom's boat and leave.
1: I think that Liz was, was very um, furious. Even more than her own blaming for things, I think that Cooper really was the tipping point. I mean, once she found out that they had they had made Cooper do things against his his integrity, I think that was that was very angry, Liz, more than herself.
0: No, I, I thoroughly agree. And I think it was that combined with the idea of them of Connolly and his people doing that to Wrestler, to Aram, to Samar, to anybody in her life. And Red. She-
1: and Red was yeah. a the... It, she's very protective of Red, but I think she was also very protective of the entire... Um, and I think that that goes back to that Night of the Fire in, in Liz. And I think that... That is something that wrestler R- has never quite uh, understood, and I think that you know as as we progress into seasons, I think we will see wrestler address more that part, that part where she murdered Connolly to protect them. Um, because I never saw I mean, I saw when 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 wrestler served for what is worth, I believe you were framed. I think that that was the actual moment where wrestler a hundred percent realized that Liz had not done those things because put yourself in the, in his place. Suddenly you're seeing evidence saying that her prints were in in that van, that the prints were in the in the bombing thing. She was there asking about a Russian spy. Uh, and, you know, and he says, why would a, a, a Russian uh, agent have information about your mother? It, Liz had not been sharing any of this. And suddenly all of this is coming out. She's not Liz Elizabeth Keen. She's Masha Rostova. She's a sleeper spy. Her mother was a spy. Suddenly everything must have looked pretty bad to him. Yeah, especially... He was played.
0: Especially with the past that he has with his with his father and his partners. Yeah, his father's partner. Absolutely. And, I mean, he's human. It's an emotional response. And, like I said earlier, emotions are messy. And so when things get messy, he tries to go back to the law, which seems cleaner cut.
1: Yeah. And, and he also had the worst time when he was put in Cooper's shoes because he is absolutely the wrong man to be running that kind of operation i mean wrestler is a by the rules and to run those things you gotta be a politician you gotta be able to walk different lines and and be able to give to
0: take yeah and it just and and he acknowledges that uh you know early on in 3b where he takes a step back and he's and he acknowledges it through Mm-hmm. So he went and talked to Cooper that one time where they were sitting there drinking together, and he said, I I never knew how hard it was, and, you know, w- was it always as hard for you? And Cooper's like, I never would have admitted it, but yeah. <laughs> and I think that wrestler got his eyes open with all of that, and that's one of the reasons he took a step back, is he's going, this isn't my spot. I need to be an order taker, not an order giver.
1: Mm. I, yeah, I also, there is, a, there is a moment in Wrestler that I absolutely love with Liz, when she's saying that she's going to go and take responsibility for Ames' murder and, and all that, and he tells her, um, how many families have been buried, a mother, a father, a brother, sister, children? And Liz says, that doesn't make it right. No, it's never going to be right. See, the only question is the body count. So you go ahead and nail yourself to a cross. And while you're up there feeling sanctified, you consider how many people are going to die because this task force gets shut down and the rest of those animals on Reddington's list are still out there feeding. It says, don't ask me to feel your pain. I got more than enough of my own. I think that that is one of those very, very rare, and that was a moment, that's probably one of the best moments to me because it's, it's raw and he's just being absolutely brutally honest he hates red he doesn't like the grays but he gets what they're doing yeah and, and i think
0: that's been killing. a learning it's been a learning experience for him it's gone from season 1 of it's my job to keep you alive to we're actually doing good here
1: mm. And understanding that the world is not necessarily clear cut when it's corrupt at the top, and, and I think that you know, and this is this is my um, my take on what they're going to go with Wrestler. Either Wrestler will end up murdering Hitchens and going on the run and having that experience on his own, or Wrestler will be the one that they use to explore, as they use Tom to explore the story of Katerina by making a mirror of what, what Liz and Tom were going through and how red was looking at that. I think that wrestling might be what it's used to explore what happened to red in those four years.
0: And that would be fascinating for, because I mean they have so many mirrors between red and wrestler as it is starting out with the blood type and just various bits and pieces that have shown up over time with, with the two mirroring each other in certain ways that to, to use that would be fascinating. I would love for them to do that. And I I
1: think that I I am my prediction of how it ends in the blacklist is that, um, it will be wrestler taking Cooper's place.
0: But you think he'll be ready. You think he'll be ready.
1: Yeah. Because it, it the, the story of wrestlers is a story of understanding that the world is not black and white, that they are good in the bad and bad in the good. And it's just how, it's the body count that, that matters.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of it for him, when you get down to it, is the humanizing. Uh, that, that he doesn't, when he doesn't trust someone, he doesn't want to look any deeper. Um, we saw that a lot with Tom, uh, with his journey with Tom, just, just to kind of, go through Mm -hmm. that because anybody that knows me from tumblr knows how much i love my tesla bromance and (laughs) and i posted
1: fun together and then we got no mate no mate no oh boy no mate no gate whoa that was hard
0: gnome gate
1: (laughs) yeah gate
0: um but yeah i mean you've got and it actually mirrors in a much longer format, what happened with Liz—the extreme distrust in the beginning, and then a slow understanding that there, are, that there's more to than what the eye sees. But with Wrestler, I think that because you have the day of of Tom and Liz's wedding, you have him telling Liz, you know, he laid hands on you. You know, I get that you're moving past, but that's not something I can ever move past. I, I, I'm not, that's not verbatim, but that's the basic quote. Mm-hmm. And and I know that, one, it, it was cool because it was a nod to a lot of fans that, that have issues with the spy on spy situation that we had uh, in season one with Tom and Liz. It, it was acknowledging, hey, we hear you guys on this, you know, here is our response from the writer's room. It, it's really cool that they are that... Intuitive and, and listen that closely to the fan base. Um, you know, to, to the online fan base, which is, in my opinion, kind of set apart from the general audience. Because the general audience is not... <laughs> we are not the general audience. We pick everything mm-hmm. to pieces and then put it back together and see how all the pieces fit. Um, we are the nerds. Um, but anyway, and so with Tom, he went from that to... After Liz, quote unquote, dies, as he's watching Tom with Agnes, he's snarky. He's, diff- you know, they, they work kind of, you know, back and forth at each other. But by the time that they get to the christening, Tom's calling him family and Wrestler's kind of giving him the nod of acknowledgement. Mm. And then you move into 4A, where you find out Liz was not dead and Wrestler's the lone person that understands this. Wrestler, not. Were you
1: surprised by that?
0: I loved it. I thought it was perfect. That me wrestler too. was the person. Like, I wanted it. I didn't know if it was going to happen.
1: But when they... And, and at, the reasons for it made so much mm-hmm. sense to me.
0: But but anyway, they, the, the wrestler, I feel like with the Tom scenario, I feel like Agnes really humanized him. Because every time Tom has, came to him in, in 4A and said, help me with this, wrestler's like, listen, dude, that's against the law. You know, would you stop with going against the law? And... Tom would go. This is for Agnes. And Wrestler would give. I think Wrestler's a man that lost his unborn child. He lost his fiance. He lost his child. He lost all of that. And here is his partner and probably one of his best friends in the world. Because I don't get the impression Wrestler really has a life outside of the Task Force. He and has so that...
1: sports. Sports stuff.
0: But I'm saying like friends. You but know. he
1: was, again, he was alone in the hospital and he even says, I was there sitting in the hospital uh-huh. alone for days.
0: Exactly. And so I don't get the impression that he has friends that he communicates with often outside it of the task force. Me. It's hard for people
1: that are black and white to have friends.
0: But, um, and so that when you get to the christening, he's had to, he spent this time with Tom and he sees this. Oh, oh I was saying that, you know, Liz is probably one of his closest friends. And th- this is his his best friend's daughter, you know, his best friend's husband. Even if he doesn't particularly like Tom, I think that he's become more than just the spy that married my partner and they got into it in their living room. Because to be fair for Wrestler, he doesn't know Tom's past. There's no, no reason that he would know it. He walked in after seeing this man go through and beat an interrogation with mira malik of all people and he probably blames tom for mira's death probably blames him for two, uh, for cooper's near death you know and he walks in and liz's uh, liz's townhouse is in shambles i mean if i walked into a good friend's home and her husband and she had gotten into i mean i would unleash I I do not hold it against wrestler how he reacted to Tom because he didn't know him. I feel like Agnes was that point where he had to get to know Tom as Tom, not as the operative Tom Keene. And once he did that kind of like with Liz when he started getting deeper with Liz and started getting to know Liz and so that's when the trust starts to build. Someone on, on Tumblr the other day made the comment that there can't be a bromance because there's no respect there. I disagree. There is a lot of respect there because you have Tom talking wrestler down for making a mistake that they both know is a mistake of killing Solomon in cold blood because that's not wrestler. It's the same thing as when Liz went to went to Red and said he can't kill this man in cold blood talking about... Uh,
1: um wrestler and Tanita.
0: Tanita. And he said, You can't kill this man in cold blood and walk away the same. It would have been the same way with Solomon. He can't just shoot a man in cold blood and walk away unscathed. He would be so terrible. and I don't I think that would break wrestler in a way that would not be it would not help to put him back together in the right way. And and we may see that coming forward. If he ends up doing that with someone like Hitchin we could see what that sort of breakage would do to him. And Mm -hmm. I, that kind of breaks my heart to think about. And he
1: knew what to say. Um, I think that it's easier for, for, for Liz or for Tom to say the right thing to, to wrestler or to that. It is to Cooper, because I think they both have been there. I think that Cooper have walked a, a very narrow path and not a very narrow path, but you know, in he had gone in a little bit in every direction, but he has mostly stayed on the main. That's why he got to race to the top that fast. Um, I, I understand of wrestlers' distrust of Tom. His instincts were a hundred percent correct that something was wrong with with Tom Keen. You know the the nerdy school teacher. He knew it, and he was right. And he was also right in distrusting Liz because Liz is not a do-goody agent. Uh, And he's always been right about distrusting Red in the fact that Red always has an agenda behind anything that he's saying he's doing. So I think that that in in that sense of wrestler having those excellent instincts is also wrestler not sometimes he goes by the book and by the book you will you become linear and when you want to look at this complex situation you gotta go beyond linear that's something that wrestler has got a lot better since season one when he was like oh you dropped the gun to wrestler in season four when red says I made a deal with the devil you didn't you know he's I think that he's starting to understand what Red is doing. Red will do something and he will not back in out of his word, word because he said to us to ban that he was going to let him go and get him safe passage. He didn't say that he was not going to let anybody uh, chase him. So I think that, that that those little moments that we've seen with wrestler like giving access to the books or giving the stuff to, for, for, for Tom or he fabricated the evidence to get a look at Kirk's file. All of that has been major things for me. And I think it goes into the nature of, of, of what is forgivable and what is unforgivable. And each character, like each person, will have their own brand of forgiving and unforgiving. There are things that you can forgive that you can't get past and there are things that you can and and you cannot force them on all of the characters that you meet because then the world will be very flat. So I think that that wrestler may never get over the fact that Tom and Liz had a fight Um, but he has got over the fact that the world is not as black and white and he has made giant steps and in doing so it has become a far more interesting far more warm character and i would not be surprised if they bring a romanticist interest for him because he's becoming softer and less rigid it it would have been very difficult for for him to have a relationship with anyone because it's like having a relationship with a priest i mean do you really want to do that it's like every single would be like, oh my god, I sin here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I I agree that, and they had to bring someone in from his past when they did have a, a very short romantic arc for him, which was Audrey, and so and then, poor girl, doomed her from the beginning. Um, she but, got off the car. She was
1: impulsive, like wrestler. Uh,
0: to be fair, she slammed her head like crazy. I don't think she was thinking straight, but. Neither was wrestler because if he had thought, you know, thought that through, if he'd been able to put his emotions down, and Mm -hmm. I don't blame him, I mean, I would have been going haywire too, but if he had thought past his emotional reaction, he would have realized that Tanita didn't go after any of his former partner's families.
1: Yeah, the safest place for for Audrey was as far away from him as possible. Yeah.
0: Like, he could have had someone else go pick her up, take her to a different location, to her family's house, to, you know, somewhere else. But he needed to stay away from her, you know. But he had an emotional reaction, and mm-hmm. it's not like it was – He's a hothead. Yeah, and he is. And and Liz pegged him on that and and <laughs> yeah. uh, I think, the pilot? Second episode? Somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. It was early on. It-
1: yeah it's a it's a fascinating and i i want to say to to the big wrestler fans i don't hate wrestler um i know that some people think i do i don't i just think that he is who he is and i tend to have a weakness for red and people like red and tom so you gotta understand that in that i gotta be a little more um Critical of of Russell, but I I like him. He's a great character, and he's gonna do fantastic things. And my my view is, he's going to be the character used to create the the parallels to what happened to Red in those four mysterious years that we have never got anything out of them except he rescued Dembe.
0: Yeah, I, I would love to see that. I really hope they go that way. And I think that they've done a really good job. They had some trouble balancing characters in 3B, I think, as they were trying to to situate themselves with with Liz and, and Megan's pregnancy and everything. I think it, it was a little bit less balanced. They've done very well in 4A of balancing all of these characters because it, it's an ensemble. It's a very small ensemble, but it is an ensemble show. And they've done a really good job of balancing them out.
1: Well, I think that we also needed, you know, I think that a lot of people think, oh, this, oh, Tom Took uh, wrestler spot uh, in, in airtime. No, and the time, I mean, if you look at it from now, the perspective of what we know, they needed to tell, they needed to use this pregnancy to show you what happened to Red and Katerina. And the way to do that was with Katerina's mirror, which is Tom. And and for that, they needed to focus there. I think that that story has been almost told. And now we're going to focus on some other aspects of, of the mystery. But it was needed. And, and he got a very big role on 3A and a much smaller on 3B. But it makes sense. He was upset with Liz. Liz came back. You know, she got exonerated. His world was upside down. He wasn't happy with with Tom. He wasn't happy with Liz. He wasn't happy with anything. He's, you know, it's it's normal. You get such a shock, and the world doesn't quite look the same anymore.
0: Yeah. And as things start to even out with the task force, they'll even out with Wrestler. Um. So all in all, I Wrestler has done some amazing growth through it, and. And it's been fascinating to see his role in this little family that they've created. This awkward family that from time to time tries to kill each other. (laughs) So, and I I loved that comment because it's true. I mean, like, Tom and Liz don't, they didn't have family in the traditional sense, especially Tom. It's the fact that Tom would claim wrestler as family, coming at it from someone that 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 tends towards getting into Tom's head versus other people's. I can say that's a very deep thing, you know, to, to be able to claim someone Mm. that says so much for the respect the two men do have for each other, because you looking at Tom, the way he was raised, he probably is not a big fan of cops. You know, and what was it? Uh, <laughs> Red said. That, the that Boy he,
1: Scout. And that, that scene yeah. when, when when Tom is under the, the, the truck and oh. the comes, you owe me. That's going to be the one of the best scenes because you know that is. I mean, that's going to come up. He's never going to leave that one down. And
0: I can't um, wait to find out what he calls him on. I Because it's going to be something that just makes Tom squirm. And I, I'm going to love it. I'm a, I'm a terrible Tom fan. I really am. I want to see him squirm on that. I want Wrestler to put something on him that he would never do on his own in a million years. <laughs> because I think Wrestler is and I'm going back to my Tesla because that's I, I love those two is friends because heaven help us, Tom needs friends that are not going to shoot at him, you know.
1: <laughs> All the time.
0: All the time. You know. It's either kissing or shooting. It's always that way with Gina. Um no, but but wrestler and Tom are the types that could push the other out of their comfort zones, Tom is deep in the gray. Wrestler prefers the black and white.
1: They both are very into work. Yeah. they love their work and they have a very important work ethic.
0: Exactly, even different,
1: though, yeah, different rule book. books. <laughs> yeah, but but at the same, the same uh, dedication to the work, which is an important uh, thing that they both do.
0: Exactly, and but but these men can push each other to do better in in different ways and so the gnome
1: should have should have waited a little longer to be there <laughs>
0: <laughs> poor gnome and i love that the ghost gnome came back for him Oh, yeah, and looked- <laughs> yeah.
1: that was such a great moment they just put it in there it was supposed to be a joke and they just left it because it was so much fun
0: Oh, yeah. I think that they, I really do think that they get such a kick out of how the fans react to things. I think they listen to us. I I read one time that they have someone on on staff that goes and pokes around social media, and I gotta wonder what they think about us sometimes.
1: Oh, you don't want to know, probably.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we might be a case study. (laughs) (laughs) For not jobs. I did say we. I include myself in that. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, I, I agree. Hey, all hey, right. Buddy. Well, let's go ahead and shift into Cooper. Um, we're gonna do Wrestler and Cooper for this episode, and the next episode will be Samar and Aram. And so Cooper has had a very and we we touched on him with Wrestler because there's so much that intertwines in all of this. And mm. with Cooper, he's such an interesting role because at the beginning you see him as as this authoritative figure, authoritative figure that is just unshakable. I mean, it's, it's Harry Lennox. Um, Harry Lennox is just that voice.
1: <laughs> yeah, that voice and the just, smile. When
0: he yeah. smiles, it's just. I, I'm just that unshakable image, you know, that you get with Harold. And as things begin to unfold through the series, you find out that he's not so much unshakable when his health is declining, when his marriage is in disarray, when his the his his team, who he's very protective over, and I love how protective Cooper is over his team, when his team's in trouble, he will move heaven and earth to make it right. And the way that he views Liz, the fact that he goes from being fairly distrustful of her for for re- same reasons as wrestler, you know, this woman who is not on anybody's radar gets you know, she suddenly is coming into a black site because fourth most wanted on the on the um America's Most Wanted list wants what well, will only speak to her. Um, but Cooper Cooper's growth through it. I, I don't know so much that it's Growth in the in the his emotional status as it is kind of an unfolding. I feel like we've peeled back layers for him. If that well, makes sense.
1: Ah, there. I I have very different view of Cooper. Very different. I I have watched. Um, I have done a complete rewatch on Cooper alone. Just watching his reactions, just watching what he says, um, I have basically just taking his dialogue and and dissected. I don't think I've ever posted any of it, but I am thoroughly convinced that Cooper knew from the very beginning, before Red surrenders, that Red was going to surrender. Red, uh, he knew um, who Liskin is and who is he. She to read and that he has a far deeper understanding of all of this that is happening that we have even known so I think the big story on Cooper is still to unfold I mean I think that we just build a little bit like you said there are a few layers you know he's not unshakable he seemed to have been one of those guys that even though he was working on godly hours and he says in this job job come first second and third and he never stopped to think what that felt like to Charlene. I think when he discovered the affair, his whole world just crumbled. As a, the rock behind him was Charlene, and when that was not there, the man just, just, he crumbled, he wasn't the same, and it's funny how Red tells him, you know, forgive Charlene, nothing is unforgivable.
0: I. One of the things I love the most, and I know we're focusing more or less on the Keens, but I, I have to throw this in here: is I love the growth between Red and Cooper throughout mm-hmm. the time. Because you've got the, the pilot episode, you know, oh, someone of power has shown up. Uh, you know, I could smell the what, – what, what's the line? Mm-hmm. I smell the stench of your cologne. It smells it like smells Yes. <gasps> and just that, that snarky – I mean, he's just – like with everybody else, he's just downplaying, you know – were you wrong? Well, at least it's not new. You know, it's again and again, he just takes shots at people's intelligence, you know, because Red's the smartest man in the room. And he usually is, to be fair to him. But, and then you've gotten season four, that lovely, lovely conversation when they're in the bunker, talking about, um, talking about Liz and the fact that Red is smothering her, that she feels smothered. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he goes to Cooper with that is just perfect because Liz, Liz even says at one point, compares him to a father, you know, mm-hmm. compares Cooper to a father. She When, loves Cooper when she's dearly. about
1: to get married, yeah.
0: Uh, even, I think even before that she does, um, uh, she, she at least talks about how much she respects him and yes. how much she cares about him when, uh, you know. The when... person
1: that, that, the good person that mm-hmm. she was, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And she... And so the fact that Reddington is willing to admit that, and you have to kind of wonder if Red's a little jealous over that, you know, that here's this man, you know, if Red is her her biological father, he gave everything up to try to keep her safe, and Cooper's the one that, that she's calling, you know, her father figure, you know, on some level, I kind of wonder if... But he goes to him. He he confides in him. He talks to him and bounces ideas off of him. It just it says a lot for the relationship that has been built between the two men. And, and well, those
1: that, that lovely conversation at the end when he thinks uh, Liz is dead and he's going to kill Kirk, and you know he says, you know, I I, am my, I know why people that work with you admire you. Um, -hmm. and he gives that great speech about, you know, wake up every day and make a determination what is right and what is wrong. And I think that that is, if, if I had to describe Cooper is that, I mean, he's not a zealot. He's, he's always making that determination. And that's why he's able to walk that gray lines without compromising his, his, um, morals. And the funny thing is, even though he does have a little bit of a moment in which he compromised who he was, and is that beating of Alan Ray Rifkin mm-hmm. uh, of in the judge, in which he actually did beat up a confession and he says he was guilty. Yes, you still beat up a confession. And he did it at the instigation of Connolly's. And then Connolly betrays him so deeply that leverages his health and he thinks he's dying. Then he gets Charlene to commit treason. And I find it funny that Cooper cannot forgive Charlene for the affair, yet he thought it was absolutely fine that she actually committed treason for him.
0: Yeah.
1: So there's always any character in the blacklist. is never a character that you can say, oh, this is just a shining example of perfection. None yeah,
0: are. well, they are human, and it's, they, the writers have just done a fantastic job of making them that way. It's easy as a writer to to flatten out a character, I need this, okay, well, you make that, you know, but then you have to remember to add all the extras in there that make them a human being, not just the character that mm-hmm. fits the role you need, and they, they really have done just a phenomenal job with it.
1: So yeah. apparently, I, this
0: is a wrestler Cooper and kudos to the writers episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, because there and and you gotta say it to the to the actors. You gotta say it about the post production. They they create deeply layered characters. There's nobody. I I took an inventory of every character, and there is none that you can say, "Oh, this is so perfect." No, they all have a bad side. They all have you know Nick. Nick has the most questionable morals. The man leverage. Oh, I can take it out if you pay me three hundred thousand, three hundred sixty-four thousand. You know, even to the pennies. Uh, he's he has a temper. He's you know for sale. Every character on the blacklist has their weak spot. They're human when they're less than perfect. When they're even despicable, and and, and I think that a lot of of the of the people who don't like the Keens together, don't like Tom, tend to forget that whatever character they worship is not perfect either. They all have a something that makes them human and less than perfect. And that is the beauty of watching a show like The Blacklist. It's- but I think Cooper, to me, it's you know, one of the most pivotal characters, even though we haven't seen very little of him. I think that there is still there... We're gonna see very deep waters moving theirs, and I hope it's is soon.
0: Yeah, I I really hope so. I've loved, I've just I've really loved the way that they've grown him with with Liz, like we said, with the mm. the growing into the respect there. And something interesting, I talk a lot about the fact that Liz didn't smile a great deal in the second half of season one and well into season two. Like Except. Uh, yeah, but she gave the brightest smile when Cooper walked back in. Yes. It was great. That was
1: a beautiful scene.
0: And because she – why is everyone so excited? What's going on? Did we find out we have a new boss? And Cooper walks in, and she just lights up. I mean, she's had such a rough day. I think that was the same day she was signing the annulment papers. I mean, she She got just, her hair caught. Yeah, just such a rough go during that point. And Cooper walks in, and it's like – it's this look like I can keep fighting, you know? Yeah. it's, it's She really does respect him so greatly. And, and I and... love, I love the way that they built him with Tom. Oh. Because you can tell when Fresh. he goes that he doesn't want to like him. Because he sees Liz somewhat as a daughter figure, you know? And he wants to be protective. He knows part of the story, much like Wrestler does. Mm. But he also knows kind, you know, that that these people can be useful. And he is, you know, you gotta give to get. And so he gives, he hands Tom the file and says, you know, I don't trust you, I don't like you, this is how I see you, but you can get the job done. And it's funny because whether he would have or not, and I, I personally think it's the time that he spent doing the debriefs and such, mm-hmm. he starts getting, you know, worried about Tom and cares about Tom. And by the time you get to the end of, of 3, you know, towards the middle and the end of 3B, this man is speaking at Tom and Liz's wedding. He's consoling and talking to Charlene about what they can do to help Tom with Agnes. It's, you know, it's it's very... Sweet how he warmed to Tom, and I think that Tom needs those kind of men in his life. I mean, granted, at 30 years old, you're kind of over the uh, the pivotal years of having good role models, but better late than never. I mean, to have people that he can work with that are that, that are mm. not they can understand him and how he works and yet can help him strive to be better as well.
1: I think that, that see, I, I defer a bit there. I think that Cooper never really had that kind of, um, let me use word, uh, Rich's word, disregard for Tom. Uh, I think a lot of people take that that the, that scene when he goes to the to the restaurant and says, uh, "I don't trust you. I certainly don't like you. You're a liar, a thief, and a murderer." Which is exactly why you're perfect for the job. I I I looked at that and I said, "He may have known that he's a liar." That's a funny way of saying you're undercover. Being undercover and telling lies is like. It goes with the territory. That's like saying you're graceful because you're a ballerina. Yeah, it goes with the territory. Uh, a thief, he has no idea, no way of knowing that. It, Tom Keane had no, unless for some reason Cooper has an access to his records and knows who it is, he has no record. There's no way of proving he's a thief. We don't even know if he was a thief. And a murderer, uh, well, they know that she killed Jolene, but not really. They got suspicions. I think that what, what Cooper was doing, that Cooper is, is an intelligence guy. He came from naval intelligence. He's not a cop. He's an intelligence guy. He was establishing control over an operative by telling you, you know, I despise you. You're going to do what I want. This is what I, I don't see that as a being personal. He was using Tom as an operative. This is what we're going to do. Um, you're gonna do that. And in fact, if you think about it, when when wrestler comes and talks to him before and he says, you know, you should follow your instincts, he's actually quoting from LA Confidential. That is a direct quote from LA Confidential. You know, Amanda will put a bullet in somebody's back. A guilty man who shoots some a guilty man on the back to prevent him from escaping. Actually that is a quote of LA Confidential when they're talking about an undercover cop who will shoot a guilty man in the back to prevent him from it's not exactly that it's like a free quote uh, to prevent him from getting his lawyer to get him off or something of the sort but I don't think that Cooper had the same disrespect and distrust of Tom as most people do and I know that I am in, in a pretty lonely place thinking
0: that well i i don't know if i mean he obviously had a little more trust in him because he was willing to to send him in alone mm-hmm. it wasn't like he was wired or anything but um i mean he, and he sent him in on something that was pretty big they needed Kara Kurt was a key to it and,
1: and it needed him personally it wasn't just for for liz Cooper was pretty mad. He had lost his rank, he had lost his badge, and possibly everything that he had worked his entire life, just because he was standing next to Liz when she shot uh, Connolly. The, yep. the snake who had set him up, who had made him commit treason, uh, who had made him betray his team uh, with his health and then with Charlene he lost everything, and he was counting on on Tom to get him out of it.
0: And so he put a lot of faith in him, and I think that faith was rewarded, and that's why he continues to work with with Tom moving forward into Mm -hmm. 4A. And so I, Cooper's been a very interesting, interesting character to me. He's probably the one that I know the least about. I don't know if that's fair to say. I love Cooper. I do, but I, I love all the characters, so it's hard to pick. Um, But, I mean, you, you obviously, most people don't know in depth every character. And so, I mean, unless you're Tessa. And then.
1: <laughs> unless you're crazy. You can say it. It's okay.
0: Well, last week I called it's... you heartless. This week I'm calling you crazy. I, mean... I
1: know. It's okay. this <laughs> Just... I agree. <laughs> the heartless thing stung a little, but this is okay. I, I get it. That's a little heartless insane. Heartless is a
0: little far. Crazy fine, though. <laughs> yeah, crazy
1: is okay. <laughs> hey, I've got the craziest theories, and I know that they're crazy. You know, I have to say more often than not, oop, I was wrong. I thought for sure that Tom had a third employer. By now, it's pretty clear he doesn't.
0: Uh, have you finally moved on from the uh, the red as Tom's father? Are you yes. still okay
1: I had to yeah see thank you. You called me on that one.
0: Yeah, it was a great theory. It would have been fascinating. And, and what I said when you came up with that one was I like it. If they had set Liz and Red up differently from the get-go, I would have been totally behind it. But unless, I,
1: unless Red is not really res, uh, Liz's father, yeah.
0: But it's it's in the general po- the general viewers' heads now. And like I said last week, it just gets a little squicky there. Like it's little little close there, and people. Don't, I do think general, that red general is, is, audiences is, is, of primetime TV are not big fans of incestual leanings. No, no, no.
1: I think that that's been debunked. You know, it's it was a fun theory. There are a bunch of I mean, it was a great theory. It was yeah, I, super fun. I, I'm but not calling
0: it, I'm not calling your theory incestuous, just to point that out. That was not no because in okay. that in
1: that theory, red you know was not his father, uh, but it was fun. It didn't work out. I was wrong.
0: Well, I was convinced uh back with the keen wedding i was because we had a very short hiatus right before it. I spent that like three or four week mini hiatus utterly convinced. That the wedding was to draw somebody out. That the wedding was not legit. That they were just trying to draw either Katerina out or Bud out. <laughs> I was one hundred percent convinced. And then it happened. I went, well, oh, never mind.
1: <laughs> it's it's the nature of the beast. Is uh, they they give you the the herrings and uh, and they give you the, the the clues and it's tough to know which is which.
0: And sometimes we come up with our own herrings. <laughs> <It's, laughs>
1: Over a pin, my were yeah, you say? Yeah,
0: yeah. I've done it before. There's yeah. some others that have
1: I've done it. I've never done that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I have like two thousand and so post of not overanalyzing anything. Yeah. So I think that, that pretty much um, um finishes up for yeah. Wrestling Cooper. And so um, next
0: week, which will be the week right be- the week of the-, the show coming back, which we're super excited about and we're also super excited that redemption is bridging and we don't have to bust our butts with double time
1: the day, yes <laughs> i mean we may have to do a ginormous one the, the when we get the two uh the double episodes but i am dying to get in there and um i guess we'll just keep calling it King minds
0: i i'm game for that yeah so, uh, But next week, uh, which will be the week that it's coming back, so after New Year's and everything, we will be touching on Samar and Aram um, and how they, how they have evolved with the Keens and such. And then we'll be back to the show, so we'll be podcasting on each episode as they come around
1: and if you have missed any of our previous series of the hiatus uh go back and look at them there are we did the analysis of red and tom and then we went into red and liz and we went over all the difficult bits uh the gun to the head the uh, every single one of them and we analyzed them not skimming over anything and most of the time, we I mean, we go in more or less the same direction, but we don't see eye-to-eye eye completely in all this. So there were some interesting discussions there. So if you haven't seen them, if you haven't listened to them, go back and take a look and, and or take a hear. And we will um, see you or on the next one, which will be next week, yep. Well, we'll take uh, Samar and Aram.
0: Yep, and we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. And... Please, feel free to leave us comments. We love to hear from you guys. It's gone kind of quiet over hiatus, so we know people are listening because we see our numbers, but, you know, it's, it's gone kind of quiet. Feel free to start discussions on, we've got Facebook, we've got uh, Tumblr and Twitter. You know, y- you guys know that we're around. You see us on Tumblr. You know we'll answer. <laughs> and so, feel free to jump in, start a conversation, ask questions. If you hear something you have a question about.
1: Yeah, and if you have a question about this episode that we would like to have us answer on the next one Mm -hmm. about a wrestler or Cooper, please feel free to leave us a note.
0: Absolutely. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.